Welcome to another episode of Little Insights. We're going to start this episode off by asking Ben and Adam, if they had to give up a holiday, which one would it be? Adam, we'll start with you. Thank you, Ross. Um, I think I would give up the end of May, June half term, because by then, I guess, pupils in year 11 and kind of sixth form year 13 are kind of left or starting to wind down. So I don't feel I need it as much for my own kind of recuperation. Okay, so it's long, probably eight weeks that follow that. Yeah, no, I don't mind that too much. Next summer term, that's 16 weeks. Yeah. It's, I, I, Start coasting from about 15. <laughs> yeah, once the year 11s are gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's the weather. I, I always feel a lot brighter, yeah. more energetic when it's obviously nicer it's, weather. It's light in the evenings and all that. Yeah. And what about you, Ben? Um, I, I might take a slightly different slant on the, the, the question and actually realign my holidays i would probably i could quite easily shave a few weeks off summer reduce summer down to maybe say four weeks and those two extra weeks i'm not losing out but maybe add them to october half term maybe add them to christmas make that so you're not losing weeks. any holiday I'm not losing any you're holiday. not giving any I've, up i've fought too hard for that you know it's not, <laughs> um <laughs> but if you were to push me on it i'd probably i could shave off a week or two in summer but i'd like to see it put elsewhere so it's not definitively gone. two week october Two week October, I think that first one, yeah, I think especially for staff, when you've come off a summer holiday, going into autumn term is tough. It's always long, it starts to get dark, and then it starts to get depressing, and it's horrendous, but yeah, apart from that, it's all right. Okay, interesting. Right, so um, today's episode, Adam, you've got the fact for us. I do, thank you, thank you. Okay, so according to the psychologist George Miller, Short-term memory can only hold seven bits of information, plus or minus two either end. What's your thoughts? Georgie. Seven's precise. Mm. Plus two either either end. It could be down down to five. So not that precise. (laughs) Interestingly. Between five and nine bits of information. (laughs) Interestingly, a new study recently has been saying it's actually as small as four. So the idea is you can only process or you know work on four separate bits of information at once this is where the, the chunking comes in and becomes important yeah well i i mean i'm guessing straight away as soon as you said that i'm thinking you know that game you used to play where you had a tray with just random objects on it and then you kind of had to look at it for 30 seconds and someone would cover it up and you have to remember as many of them i used to hate that because i knew, I knew there was things there and i was kind of like trying to remember them and picture them but yeah, you, 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 you reel off four or five straight away because you're, you're like, what? Uh, was, that new, was that new pieces of information? New pieces, yeah. Yeah, so exposure that, the first time, yeah. That's the Generation Game, isn't it, by Brucey? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah that goes a, past, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, you always have the cuddly toy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's when they, 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 that's how they say the best way to do that is try and create a story, like literally a, a line of, of, of facts and things that happen around each object or bits and pieces. But when it comes to new information, that's always a difficult thing to do as well. Yeah, picking up on that, there's um, uh, this is quite interesting. Um, that laughter actually helps and improves memory, uh, and it's a massive indicator of engagement. Apparently, and again, one of those not not quite a fact, but I'll give myself a little honk. That, 
um, comedy in the classroom encourages children to listen and participate. So I don't know whether, do we encourage laughter? Do we encourage comedy? Anyone got a joke or anything? Um, is that why when I walk into Ross's classroom, they don't remember much when I ask him questions? Because <laughs> he's not funny. <laughs> I, I, this is a, well, I'm just going to use this opportunity, this platform, to give you probably the best joke of all time, which is, why does James Bond wear gloves? Don't, Don't know. Because he has cold fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's brilliant. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not the best joke you've had? They're trying to they're trying to play it dead, man, but they're they're laughing. They're tittering. Anyway. Okay. Um, I um, guess though. I guess it comes. The fact. <laughs> I guess, in fairness, in terms of, I guess it comes back to what you guys have talked about in previous podcasts about that kind of memorable moment, that kind of hook, that kind of peak. That peak. Mm. And in fairness, the teachers I remember from school were the teachers that often were kind of the funny teachers. Not always mm. for the right reasons, but yeah. yeah. Going back to the, the four or five, six, whatever it might be, pieces of new information, that you, that's massive. If, if that's sort of the case, if that's in your armoury and you know it, why are you laughing at my cold fingers? <laughs> that's that's, that's a, a massive tool to have in your kind of disposal if you go, well, actually, when I'm planning a lesson, I better not plan for anything more than you know five or six bits of information, so... I think yeah. everyone's going to remember this podcast. 100%. So. Well, it's because it's comedy gold. <laughs> I'll have a horn. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. How, how could we incorporate humour into our classroom? How could we, you know, how could we help students not, I guess, overload that short term memory? Is it sometimes just that notion of a game where actually, as a teacher, we're testing knowledge and, you know, deciding where to take that learning next. But actually, as soon as you mention the word game, those connotations of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah, I think fun, you're dead right. I think human actually sort of is sometimes a personal thing, isn't it? It's kind of like, you know, everyone's got a different sense of humour, everyone's got different... And so maybe appealing to that entire class of 30, you're not always going to be in line with everyone's sense of humour, but certainly bringing an element of fun would support the learning, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think it's actually you've got to be quite careful about that sense of humour idea because pupils do vary so much. So it's, you know, some pupils might find something funny and, you know, I've definitely fallen into a trap where I've found some pupils clearly haven't found it funny. So especially in the early days of teaching. Jokes that backfire, not including my James Bond one. That's a great joke. Actually, I'd like to hear if any listener out there found that funny, just... Let us know, because <laughs> I don't think my colleagues find it funny. But... Okay, so we're currently sitting on one person found it funny, and uh, we'll oh, see where that takes us. That was me. So this is the part of our podcast where we are joined by a guest. Today we're joined by Ben Eva. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Ben Eva. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, you, you got, you said, introduce your name, Ben Eva, then ask him to introduce Maybe tell, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Ben. Yeah, I think that's what I'm after. Okay, um, so I'm Head of Creative Arts uh, my first year, 
as a head of department, and previous to that, I was a Senko for a year. Did we get his name? <laughs> What's your name again? Um, Benjamin Eva. Benjamin, good okay. name. Though. Thank you for joining us today. So, if you've listened to our other podcasts, you know we start off with a quick fire round. So, I'm going to ask you five questions, and if you could kind of just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, ready? Sure. Yeah. So, if you had to sacrifice one holiday, what would it be? Um, Christmas, because then I don't have to spend time with family that I don't like spending time with for the rest of the year. Nice. Okay, good reason. Festive. Yeah. <laughs> Caring. It's a time for family. But... Yeah. Okay. okay, second question. You have been given cover last period on a Friday. How do you feel? Um, depends what it is. Is there a specific lesson or is it just cover? Just cover, year nine, dance. Great, yeah. I'll be disco. really good at that. Got some disco? Moves. Yeah, disco, 90s disco. We'd be listening to good old Eurythmics, I'm sure. Okay. So third question, school dinners or a dirty doner kebab? Uh, school dinners, I hate doner kebabs. Disgusting. Any particular reason? Um, they just remind me of regret and mistakes. Good reasons, good reasons. It's like a book title. <laughs> Donna Kebab, Regret and Mistakes. <laughs> year 7 or Year 11? Uh, year 7, because you can shape them how you want them. It's a nice reason. And then finally, if your classroom was on fire, what two items would you save and why? I, I'm an avid listener, so I'd still not save the children. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and make sure that I take um, well, my, my phone. Everyone says their phone, but it's normally on me anyway. And possibly um, a nice selection of plays to make sure that there's... Just one. Fun. No, a selection of. Just, just one. I need to take one. Just one. Just yeah. one. Um, oh, no, I don't know then. Possibly... Uh, I don't think I'd save anything because I'd be too worried about myself that I'd just but go burn. Yeah. Yeah. throw the plays on the fire yeah. I've got insurance crap. I've got insurance so I'll just claim get rid of him. that's crap go on yes yeah <laughs> they're all online anyway these days <laughs> <laughs> publishing laws yeah. okay thank you Ben so now we'll go into like the main questions main part of the mm-hmm. main part of the interview are we ready yes this is the fact time, yeah? This is fact time. I've brought my own fact, actually. I thought, oh. I thought I'd challenge Hello. you guys to okay. have a little thing. Oh, hang on. Okay. So, I don't Do know if you're familiar. Do you want a horn? Yeah, can I have a horn? I think we need there a special go. horn. Perfect, go. I've got a double horn. Um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs, 16, 16 personality types, and they've said, in inverted quotes, that there's a perfect teacher um, personality type. And I... Have, have you guys, do you guys have any idea about your personality types first? Have you looked at it? It's funny you say that. I have recently done the Myers-Briggs test online. So have I? That's weird. That is weird. I, just today, I actually did it. So, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, just, just happened to be searching through Google, nothing better to do. That's... With the 16, yeah. What are you? That's quite handy. I was a protagonist. What are the letters? E-N-F-J-A. <laughs> Not sure on the letters. <laughs> I was a protagonist also. Sorry, E N F J A. Is that the same? Right. Oh well, yeah. it might be A or 
I'll explain that in a second. Um, mine came out as dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no uh, I came out as uh, a commander. A commander, I think. Commander I don't know the letters. Yeah, I think commander the first one was more suitable then, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so is that by any chance, Ben, the perfect teacher? So, uh, the, the, uh, interestingly enough, actually, the most suited to teaching is in the ENFP. Uh, interesting. I, think, I, I just thought that was a so, so, the letters relate to... The type of personality to the first letter would be introvert or extrovert. That's right, I remember those. Yeah. And all teachers, they say, are more suited to being an extrovert. So all teachers, yeah. or most teachers, should yeah, be an was. E. Yeah. I came out as um, N, and so it's either N or S, which is a intuitive or sensor. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I was, um, I, yeah. Uh, N, F, it's either F or T. So you've got a feeler or a thinker. So you're either more intuitive, like in line with your feelings and the feelings of others, or you think about the got instances after or during. Got to be careful being a feeler in the teaching profession, though. That's true. That's thinkers frowned upon. Yeah, generally speaking. Um, uh, <laughs> mine, mine came out as fifty uh, percent decisive, or was it fifty percent indecisive? The last one is ESJ. Oh, so you got a judger. I think it was fifty percent decisive. What is it? ESTJ. Judging and prospecting, I believe. I think it's fifty percent yeah. indecisive. So here they've got. Oh, I think it's fifty percent decisive, actually. And then the last one is it. No one's picking up. On <laughs> no, I picked up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I did as well. Just wonder if anyone else picked <laughs> up on just it. Just started to ignore me. I'm fifty percent decisive. No, actually, no, right. I'm fifty percent indecisive. <laughs> yeah. So what were you, Ben? Um, so interesting. Um, I I used to. So I did it. I redid it today. Funnily enough, I was searching through Google. Actually, oh, yeah, nothing better do. to do. Um, and I redid it today, and I came out ENFP, which is the teacher one. Oh, but before, so, but, but, so you did the test. Uh, no, but the, <laughs> research was the best. But no, and redid the test. No, I did it. I did it a while ago. So I did it about two years ago. I did a leadership course the, the other year, and we all had to do it. And you could see where all the other candidates were because. Different personality types show you how to respond to different people in the school. Okay. Because if you're an extrovert and you're talking to an introvert, you need to realise that they might not want to talk to you or come yeah. into the staff room and share or run a CPD session in front of the whole school. They'd rather do it on a small not, scale because yeah. they don't draw their energy. In, introverts draw their energy from themselves, where extroverts draw it from each other. Okay. It's not about yeah. being shy or not shy. It's just about where you draw your energy from. So an introvert wouldn't mind sitting in the classroom on their own and planning until six o'clock. Yeah. Whereas myself... I have to be around other people doing work for me to work productively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I did it before, and I used to be ESTJ, which is an extrovert, a sensor, a thinker, and a judger. I've changed now as I've gone through, obviously, more education. I've changed to an extrovert, intuitive, feeler, and uh, ENFP. Prospecting, maybe? Prospecting. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Or an EF, I think, or is it ENFJ? ENFJ. They're I'm judging. Still, I'm still a judger. They're a judger. <laughs> I mean, as a drama teacher, I think you have to be a little bit of a judger. But they said here that 80% of extra, extroverted personalities agreed with the statement compared to 64% of introverts um, that they've been called an excellent teacher. So extroverts are more open to saying that they think they've been called an excellent teacher. And 78% of assertive types agreeing with 68% of turbulent personality types I think perturbulent personality types means that you're a decisive or indecisive mm -hmm. doesn't 
Because I've got a turbulent personality type. Well, Ben's neither. I'm neither. Well, I was <laughs> neither decisive I said, or I indecisive. I haven't decided yet which one I'm going, which camp I'm going into. But Go, going back to the point you made about like working, sort of, I suppose, from a silo perspective to in groups, mm-hmm. I think we can all probably relate to this. Sort of in the lockdown school that we're in, we've kind of got these open sort of working environments. Have you found that beneficial? Beneficial. Um, I think it helps the different people and I think you can see with those who have different circumstances in, in situations responded differently within within the lockdown. So a lot of them potentially who needed to stay home but still wanted that interaction was was were the ones who would host an online lessons if even if they didn't have to, would host mm-hmm. a meeting, would do Zooms, would talk to people where a lot of other people, mm-hmm. the in, uh, introverts possibly would just do the online learning, make mm-hmm. sure that everything's in place and still do all the behind the scenes work yeah. that is so important. But myself, I didn't, I, I found it very hard staying at home and seeing just myself and my partner because me and him were having a great time just watching TV and doing some work, but then also I can't stay in one room. Right. Like being going from what, seeing a minimum of what, five classes, 30 children, you've got 150 people before you even count all the teachers to okay. one person. Yeah. It was a lot for someone who draws their energy from mm. a variety of different people. What about you guys? I'm just thinking of our office space now is a classroom that we've converted and all six of us sit in the classroom as opposed to having an office that's on your own normally. You found that's beneficial? I kind of look at it in two ways. I definitely really enjoy the conversations and actually having that dialogue with someone actually kind of gets my mind thinking. I come up with some of my best ideas, I think, in that environment. But if I really need to just sit down and get on with a piece of work, I suppose actually... I have come out as extrovert on that study and probably because of that I then get distracted with those conversations. Yeah. If I really need to just focus, I actually do need to be on my own just to get that work done. Which in that room at the moment I've sometimes I've just been putting headphones in yeah. just to focus on getting some work done. Because I'm I'm as bad of an influence on myself as I am as on others in the room as well. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm pretty similar to that. However, I am missing I think the one thing I have actually missed is being in a classroom. And I think big part of what I enjoy about a job is that kind of almost energy you get off the pupils mm. I think that's something I've really missed and quite looking forward to again when school does return yeah the best days at work are the days where you know you've taught really good lessons for the yeah. day you just you leave the day on a high don't you definitely and you, that's just lacking at the moment I think um thinking about you guys came out as protagonists didn't you and commanders yeah. The question of who have you ever been called an excellent teacher? The t- two highest are commanders and protagonists. That yeah. they were the ones that voted. Oh well, thanks, Ben. They've been an excellent teacher. I, I'm not sure if I agree with it. I'll nice. tell evidence to my appraisal. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I came I'm out as an executive previous to being um, a protagonist. I guess I don't like these words because a protagonist. Makes me feel like I'm the, the number one person in my story. I mean, it's quite leading, isn't it? In terms of, so have you been called an excellent teacher? How many people are going to fill this in and be like, no, I've been told I'm terrible. Teachers. Yeah. <laughs> called a few other things. But... Um, and it's quite interesting when you go on to the, the personality types, if you look in once you've done your test, you can have a look at like workplace, social, click into the subsections and it tells you how you are in work and how you respond to different people. Yeah. Not that it might be beneficial, but I think it's beneficial. In I, the sense I, I think that's. I think you kind of should have that understanding of your staff body, by you know, knowing who, what makes people tick, what makes people work better. Or they do it in. Um, 
workplaces and offices, they pay for the, the programs so they know how to manage each other. They just don't do it in schools. Interesting. Well, great fact. Great fact. Good fact. Thanks if for bringing it to the table. Thank you, Ben. If anyone's got any opinions or would like to reach out to us, please hit us up on Instagram at Little Insights, uh, also on Twitter. That brings this uh, season to a close. This is the season finale. This is the season finale. Oh, and our nice. first podcast that we're going to have to mark as explicit, thanks to, <laughs> thanks to Ben. What was, oh, was it the dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, apologise to our listeners. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, and uh, bring out the season two in uh, October. Yeah. Yeah, look forward to it. Oh, 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 oh,